Welcome to the Business Balance Podcast. I'm Emma Langton, Mindset Coach and Hypnotherapist. Each week I bring you conversations and coaching about getting the balance in business. We'll be talking mindset, strategy, boundaries, balance and a whole lot more so you can create a brilliant business life and still enjoy time off. You can find me at www.emmalangton.com where you can join my newsletter You can get notifications of new podcast episodes straight to your inbox and there's also details of how you can book a call with me to have a chat about how you can get this to work for you in a personalised way. And if you enjoy listening to this podcast, please go over and leave me a review or share this podcast with other people so that they can benefit from this too. I'd really love it if you could do that. So today I want to talk to you about protecting yourself from others or as I often call it, um, beware of the drains because you know (laughs) there are lots of people who get really stressed, get really overwhelmed and it's a frequent topic in my uh, consulting room and when we're around these people that are really stressed and overwhelmed it brings a lot of negativity And there's whinging and moaning and goodness knows what else. But you know what? However much we can be aware of that, it can be really draining for us. And the very best thing that we need to do is to be able to kind of conserve our energy, to be aware of these drains and to protect ourselves from some of that negative energy. There are often loads of people that we spend time with who can leave us feeling kind of, you know, run down and even fed up. And it's like their, it's like their feelings ooze out from them. And then we end up being kind and considerate and caring and we almost absorb their feelings into us so that by the time we've come away, we feel kind of just as negative, just as drained as they do. So let's talk about those drains for a moment. And then I am going to come on and talk to you about the types of people that are the opposite of this, which I like to call radiators. You know, there are often other people on the other side of the coin, if you like, that we can spend time with who leave us feeling all warm and comforted. And those are the people that we need to spend time with. Those are the ones that kind of warm us up. Those are the ones that I call radiators. But for now, let's talk about the drains. We can all have people that are drains in our life. Sometimes they're at work, sometimes they are your clients, sometimes it's friends or family or or just people that you end up coming across for one reason or another. They can often as well be called toxic people because like I say, they're kind of toxicity, Um, I'll put my teeth in for that one, um, their feelings just ooze out of them and we begin to absorb it. And you know, when we're dealing with people like this, it can have a massive impact on us as human beings, on our feelings, on our brains really. And it creates that stress response. So whether that person is doing this deliberately or actually possibly often these people are not even aware of what they are doing. Um, Whether it's negativity, whether they're being a victim, you know, whether they're just like super stressed out um, or just plain craziness or something like that then you know we need to avoid these people really at all costs 
in order for us to be able to sustain you know our ability to be able to get through the day and to function at our very best um so for example i when i was in corporate i had this person that used to ring me up quite frequently and she used to ask for information do you know anything about this um, and what can i do about that and how do i again manage to get that to work and by the end of the call i would find that i've hung up only to discover that I'm now doing that job that they asked me to do. And, I, and then I think, oh, blooming heck, I've done it again. Now, whether that person deliberately manipulated things, whether they deliberately um, made that phone call to me, whether they were doing it in a really clever way, um, or whether they were kind of just settling into this victim mode of, oh, poor me, and I don't know what I'm doing, and oh, you know, that type of thing. But what happened for me was that I would hang up and find that I've now been lumbered with this another job to do. And, you know, we all work in busy environments. And even when I was in corporate over 10 years ago, it was still blooming busy then. But once I realised what was happening, I could get wise to it. I could make alternative plans. I could watch what it was that I was saying. Or I could be really careful about how long I stayed on that call. And then you can do something about it. Because the key to dealing with these people, whatever you want to call them, the key to dealing with these people is about awareness. So it's not just what they do, but it is also about how you respond when you're around them. So there might always be someone who creates drama about their situation or that go into this victim mode. Or there might be people that I I like to call an opera singer. You know, so that they're constantly kind of me, 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 me. You know, um, and they just expect you to drop everything. That they want the help, that they want the focus on themselves. And they're just all about themselves. Now, when when I trained as a therapist, we were taught how to keep that kind of imaginary distance so that we don't absorb their feelings. Or I think it's Brené Brown talks about not jumping into their pit of doom. So if someone's in their big dark hole, or they're in their victim state, or they're in their opera singer state, you can't help them by jumping in beside them, by jumping into that pit of doom and gloom. So it's much better to stand on one side, stand on the outside of that hole, and be able to throw them a rope now and then. You know, or perhaps you need to think about how much effort you do put into trying to help somebody out of that hole, to help somebody out of that state of mind and those feelings. Because you know, often they don't want to come out of it. It's almost like they're in a place of comfort. It's comforting for them, it's difficult for us, but it's comforting for them. So sometimes the thing that you need to remember is about pick your battles. Pick your battles is the biggest factor I had to learn when my children arrived. But it's also served me really well when negotiating help and support for them. And also when dealing with clients that need help. When you look at the bigger picture, you work out what you want out of this situation, what you need from it you know or what it is that you are giving to this relationship 
And when you assess that and you read and respond to that person's emotions and reactions, but also to your own, you're able to choose your battles wisely. And perhaps sometimes you just make a note of it and decide actually what I need to do here is to protect myself is to not get dragged in and involved in their drama or or you know or their victim mode or their negativity and when you pick your battles then what you find is that you stand your ground and you decide when you're going to step in and try and make a change and when you're just going to watch from the sidelines and think this is one that I'm not going to win This is one that I'm not going to be able to influence. And because sometimes we do absorb this negativity of other people, we also need to recognise that sometimes we can come away from these people and we can feel really quite bad about what's happening or about how they've treated us or about the fact that we can't help them. But, you know, recognition, as I've said, is the first key to all of this. And of course, those of you that have been listening to other episodes of the podcast or people that know me really well will know that the next thing that I'm going to say is about know your boundaries and stick to them. So you can establish your boundary, but what you have to do is to be really conscious and proactive about it. If you just go into spending time with these people and you just let things happen naturally, you're bound to find yourself constantly getting um, dragged into um, difficult conversations. Or like I was with that old person from work, you know, ending up feeling obliged or, or responsible for having to pick things up. But if you set boundaries and decide when and where you'll engage in that person... You can control a lot of that chaos. You can control those feelings. You can control that, um, that you know, that mood and that energy. So instead of letting that toxic person erode your boundaries for their own gain, which they are doing, you can work out what's important to you and make sure that you don't budge on it. So when you keep those boundaries in place, when that person tries to encroach on you, when that person tries to control or manipulate or or persuade or you know drag you down you can stay strong and steady with those boundaries and protected as well so that you don't absorb those feelings because however much we would might like or these people or feel sorry for these people or want to help these people we've got to recognize that that shift has to come from them So you might even just need to limit the time that you spend with these people. You know, if they're kind of whingy complainers, then it's really necessary to limit that time. Otherwise, you end up feeling really drained. Or sometimes, you know, as I did again, we offer to sort things out because it feels easier and quicker than listening to them moan or or trying to explain to them what it is that they need to do. The thing is that this doesn't solve things in the wrong, in the long run. They just find someone else to complain about or to complain to or, or, or some other way of being dramatic or, or being that victim. So the trick really is to stay away from these drains if you can. If you can't stay away from them, then learn a way of keeping those boundaries, limiting that time, or even just learning to tune out and maybe just give them a 
comforting smile and a nod here and there, but not really fully engaging in them. You know, you're not exerting your energy. You're not giving them your time. Because really, at the end of the day, you know, we've all got enough things going on. So you don't need to be handling their stress. You don't need to be stepping into their pit of doom. But sometimes they are around. And despite what we do, what we can do with protection, we then still need to boost those energy levels, to boost those feel-good feelings that we have. We still need a way to release um, you know, those kind of negative vibes that they've that have oozed out of them that we've absorbed. And this is where the radiators come in. You know, we want people around us that radiate the warmth, the positivity, the support, and that lift your spirits. So you can decide to kind of guide yourself away from these toxic, draining people. Be the example of a positive person. You know, smile and give compliments and say thank you. Make eye contact. Generally do things that you would expect normal, nice people to do. Even though this person, you know, is not really going to want to engage with you when you're like that, it's going to be pretty weird for them. But, you know, Michelle Obama once said, I think when people go low, we go high. And what I take that to mean is that you can remove yourself from these people instead of lowering yourself to that level, instead of dumping into that that pit of doom and gloom. So you can identify some warm, positive, encouraging, supportive individuals in your life and make an effort to spend time with them. Make an effort to get their assistance or their insight into something. They might be able to give you some helpful support you know, they might, you might need to explain the situation, but even sometimes doing that can enlighten you and lead to a new perspective, a different way of handling things, or, or just that realization that actually, no, that person is a drain. Because the reality is, you can't do all this on your own. You shouldn't need to be the only person that sorts things out and that does everything. Or that, you know, props up this negative person or that, you know, spends time with them. So when you surround yourself with people that are supportive, they can lift you up. They can help you to bring out the best in you. So instead of being a sponge for somebody else's negativity, they may, or, you know, just spending time with people that kind of have you feel bad it's so much better to spend time with people who lift you up and support you and make you feel great when you leave. It can sometimes be quite hard to put friendships aside. but And I've had to do that too. But just, you know, don't let the worst people in your life be the ones who think that they are your best friend and the ones that demand your time and your energy. So you can put your needs and desires first. You can think about what's most important to you and what you want out of life. When you get that support of people who are aligned with you, you know, who believe the same sorts of things that you believe, when they live with your values, you're going to feel so much better. 
And it might mean that through certain times in your life, you need to seek out new people and leave some of these other people behind. This support might come from from different colleagues or from coaches or mentors or, you know, other employees. It might also be the support of friends and family. Even if you do have to spend a bit of time helping them understand what your particular challenges are, it's kind of going to be worth it. That's when you really are investing in some of these people. But if you do have to live or spend time with negative people, then the things that I've said as prevention, having those in place can be just as effective as having people who restore your energy and, and, and fill you with warmth and joy. And knowing those things is key. So I have a friend that I meet most Tuesday nights. And when we get together, you know, we just kind of, we say we just sit and put the world to rights. Sometimes I say to her, it's been a rough week and I'm going to bring you some earplugs for this week because I'm just going to offload. But I'm not going into victim mode. You know, I'm going, oh God, this was really difficult. And then there was this and then there was that. But it's not about being in victim mode. It's not about being attention seeking. That's different. That's about sharing and offloading because we end up having a laugh in the way that we support each other too because she might moan or I might moan but we don't jump into that pit of doom and gloom and you also need people who might challenge you or help you to grow so that might be a coach or a mentor or you know somebody who really gets your objectives or really understands that you know what you're trying to achieve in your life And that's where you need different levels of support of different people. But if you have found that you've experienced some of this negativity and being sort of dragged down, it's knowing what you can do to restore your energy levels that's key. So I've got another friend who says that, we know, when these feelings sort of build up, because she works in a support type role, um, and she says she knows that she needs to go for a run. And that kind of clears ahead and releases those those negative energies and things like that. But you know, I run a bath or swim. I need alone time to recharge. Yet my hubby is best, best with other people for his recharging. <laughs> That's not a really good mix, is it, really? <laughs> Suits me. Um, but you know, it's knowing what helps you to recharge. So it might it's laughing, it's it's um spent it might be spending time with people, it might be having alone time might be running, might be swimming, uh, might be locking the bathroom door, it might be going out and spending time in nature, all of these things. That's probably a whole other podcast episode, to be fair. But it's recognising that, that when you are spending time with people who, you know, are what's known as toxic, who are draining, who are moaning, who are me, 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 who go into victim mode, who whatever you suggest to them, you know, there's not a possibility that it can possibly be done. Protect yourself from that and create the balance in your life. This is what this podcast is all about, after all. Create that balance in your life by ensuring you are surrounding yourself with people who radiate warmth and support. The most important thing, is to be connected with like-minded people. Because this is where 
it's a really necessary ingredient to your success, to you feeling to able to be at your best, you know, to ask for help and advice and support or to be able to offload, but in a really normal, natural way without slipping into this victim mode, without being toxic. So I hope that's given you some food for thought about the types of people that we can get involved with. And unless we take that step back, we often don't even recognise what it is they're doing. We can sometimes just know that we're absolutely shattered after we've spent time with them. So create that balance for you. Watch out for the drains. Surround yourself with radiators. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, please do go ahead and leave me a review because I'd love to know what you think and that I'm hitting the spot. And as I've said, if you think that somebody needs to know this, then share it with them. And hit the subscribe button so that I can see you again in the next episode. Bye for now.